Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! It's time to talk about the Sylvanas book. I'm Slide Whistle. It's your boy, Immunization, here for another episode of the DNR Book Club. DNR Book Club! It's me, Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. And I finally learned Sylvanas has one N, and Gen Greymane has two. Wait, did you- okay, so uh, Sylvanas is whatever, but you, did you think that Gen Greymane had one? I, you know what? I never really thought about it, but I wasn't super confident. I was just like, G-E-N? That seems awful. But G-E-N-N, that's also not a name. <laughs> it's like, it's a fantasy name. So I was like, well, there's no real rules I can go off of. This is your, That's been your fun banter preamble to get to this. If you haven't read this book, get the fuck out of here if you want to read it. Because we're going to spoil everything, including how many N's are in Gen's name. <laughs> Yeah, we, we wanted to give you at least 37 seconds of content before you hit the bricks, but you gotta go now. Alright, we're out of the spoiler-free zone. This book was pretty it was pretty okay. It was pretty good, I think, right? right? Yeah. I, yeah. I was I was just telling Cubbybub, it's good writing, but it's a narrative that I kind of already knew. Like, the whole thing is you're, you're getting the insider scoop, the Hollywood dish of Sylvanas' mindset on a lot of activities... But as far as the actual activities, it's like, okay, well, I, I've, I've been there. And she even says as much in the book. She's like, and then Pandaria happened. You know, you were there. Yeah. Or, or they're, they're, uh, okay, so first off, yes, I want to say I enjoyed the, bo- enjoyed the book. I listened to the audiobook and uh, Patty actually read it, which, uh, first off, I want to say that is fun. And I think like, it was especially funny when she had to voice characters like the Jailer. Yeah, she did a really good Gallywix, though. Her Gallywix was actually pretty lit. It, but, like, it's so funny. Her range was, like, mm, kind of like, if, if they have, like, an older voice. Like, her Arthas, her Jailer, and her, um... There was one more. That's not the exact same. I kind of just do this sometimes. No, I will say her <laughs> Jailer voice did have a little bit of Gollum in it, though, for some reason. I don't know why. He looks like Gollum. I don't blame her. Now, this is going to be a bit of a, a head-turnover question. Obviously, there's two Sylvanas voices. There's, like, Dark Lady, and there's, like, Ranger General. Did she read it in one or the other more of the times? Could you tell, like, in the intermission sections where Dark Lady Sylvanas spoke, did she change her voice? She did. Um, And especially, it's noticeable at the end when uh, she's having kind of flashbacks to, like, conversations that she had with her younger brother. Because, like, that would be in the ranger general or younger voice yeah, the, the more and, subdued one yeah and then and, and then like after she was done thinking about it then she would be like talking with nathanos in like her dark lady voice so it's it a contrast like that but then also sometimes she would kind of slip into the dark lady voice whenever she said like lich king because she doesn't just say lich king she says the leech king every time just like that and i'm like ooh, that was good <laughs> but yes, I, I th- feel like... She was floating amongst the armies of Arthus the Lich King, just dripping with scorn. Basically. But yeah, I would say overall, it was a good book. 
I would say the first half was a little more boring, less juicy, because it was just, like, her younger, and I didn't care quite as much, especially when it was, like, high elven politics. Okay, but I will say this. The first half was, I would say, pre-Warcraft the games. This is just, like, old lore. But half of that half, so the second, fourth, was pretty lit and came out of nowhere. The first half was like, these are my sisters and my brother. Lyrith can play the instruments. I like to pull pranks. And then it's like, well, Sylvanas, where your parents were going to go on a trip. And then their heads came back. And I was like, what? It's like, they're fucking dead, Sylvanas. They're so (laughs) dead. Yeah, every I had to rewind this audiobook like a million times because it would be like, all right, yeah, they're just playing at the party. And then like I literally blinked and it was like there was blood everywhere. And I'm like, where did the blood come from? Whose blood is this? What? Well, I will, I will say even the boring parts at the beginning, though, were at least backstory for like her character to paint a story about why she would act the way she did later on. Or even just, like, when she's like, haha, I'm such a prankster. These bullies were making fun of my younger brother, Lyrith, so I slipped something in their vial. I'm like, oh shit, Sylvanas, did you just poison these people? But then she's like, don't worry, it's just, um... It's it just Woundwood, which is apparently the basic element of the blight. <laughs> this simple little uh, forest additive killed millions at the Rothgate. It was big Azula energy from Avatar. Like, I am crazy and I will kill you. I'm like, what? You can't just say that. But yeah, so, like, that set the backstory for the Blight. Then you had the whole story where her oldest sister, Illyria, was training to be the Ranger General. Uh, She had, like, her trial, and then Sylvanas interfered and... Say like technically, I guess saved like is, is we're interpreting it as like Sylvana saving her from death because the yeah she giant... she she was gonna eat shit to the monster that was yeah chasing her right because she missed her shot and then this I feel like this is the first time in the in the book where the trope of Sylvanas feeling like things around her were really unfair and in particular the reaction that her parents and the forest riders had with her intervening to save her sister's life. Sylvanas is like, why would my mother literally just rather have my daughter die than have me interfere and save her life? And during this trial, if it meant that Illyria would technically fail the trial. That's how trials work. That's how you, that's how you do trials. Sylvanas, you can't break all the rules because you don't like them. But I, I agree though. I think it did. It did a really good job of setting up future parts of the book I'm also really mad at Christy because I cannot believe that she made me want to read more about Sylvanas and Nathanos fucking. They were so intimate. And I was like, what? It really did appeal to like the mean girls Perez Hilton side of me. Where like before I was like, I don't care about Nathanos and Sylvanas's relationship. But now that we're getting down to the nitty gritty of them like fucking in the woods, it's like, damn, tell me more. Like, Dude, like they, it's they spicy love each now. Other. I want to know. Yeah, they loved each other back then, and he kept doing it. They and still kind of do. Well, but later, there was like a distinct part. I, the book is in front of me. I dare, I'm not going to find it in there. But she's like, I remembered I loved him. That's in in her next life. She was always like, I remembered I'm supposed to like him. 
Yeah, I th there was a very distinct point in her story where she went from having a full range of normal human slash elf emotions to being like, all I can feel is rage. That's the only thing I am admitting that I'm capable of having. And there are several times in this book where her personal dialogue to herself was, rage is the only thing I'm capable of feeling anymore. And I'm like, I, I don't think you're okay, Sylvanas. I think this is a you problem. <laughs> No, yeah, she needs, like, a therapist, like, and Nathanos is the only one she could talk to, and she's, she, you know, they're just making sarcastic jokes and looking at each other's dicks all the time. Also, shout out to her in the book being like, this man came up, this human man, he was the fucking ugliest dude I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, damn, and I don't know if that was just a commentary on, like, humans are imperfect, or Nathanos canonically was just, like, an absolute butterface before no, yeah, he got dude. eaten. He was absolutely hideous. It was it was like a whole thing. Like he was just this ugly man <laughs> running around with the high elves. Well, I, I think it's less so that, and more so just the fact that the high elves slash, per, like before they became blood elves, were like really vain and perfect as well. No, he's actually really ugly. I think that's like the lore is that Nathanos is just an ugly man on the inside. Which is and interesting because <laughs> you see him in game in flashbacks, and it's just I mean it's it's the best the WoW engine could do in Cadam. He's just some guy. Hey. Yeah, but she was like, you know, it's kind of refreshing that you're ugly, but I respect you because you're almost as good at archery as I am. Like, I can't believe, like, I actually, I liked it, and, and I was mad by the end of it that we still didn't know where Nathanos was. Like, he's in the mall somewhere, she's gonna find him, but I was like, damn, like, we can't even be like, and Nathanos was on a rock above the players, like, in the mall. Like, I don't know, like, tell us where he is. It was kind of weird because they didn't even reflect on that part in the Loyalist story where he was like, I love you, I'll do anything for you. And she's like, epic, totes. I don't remember that being a thing. And I feel like that was pretty important Nathanos Sylvanas lore. Yeah, and then I'm trying to think, I guess she she wouldn't know. That, well, no, she wouldn't know he was dead because she knew that he was in the mall. So how'd she find out he died? Well, Taronda told him. Remember when they were fighting in Ardenweald? And then, yeah. and she and then didn't she, know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, I forgot about that part. Okay, so all that happened. I, 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 I just kind of want to talk about the Jailer shit, because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's breadcrumbing us, obviously, into the future. Well, I guess, like, before we go to the Jailer, which this is technically right at the beginning of the Jailer, another, another character trait that Sylvanas uh, latches onto, I think, in this book, is that if she doesn't, she always feels like she has to have some kind of purpose, it seems. Like at any given point of her life, and there, like, there's a first point when she was lost, when you know it was the transitional period when Illyrio is like, I don't want to be the Ranger General. I'm going out to like chase boys and explore the world, and then she's like, I guess I'll be Ranger General now. And then, especially after her parents died, then she's like, I am Ranger General now. But then her next big thing was, I need to get revenge and kill Arthas, but then when that honor kill was stolen from her, she's like, I'm just gonna fucking kill myself, because there's nothing else to live for. And then later, her purpose was to, I guess, erase the entire world with the Jailer. Well, that part confused me, because it seemed like at first she didn't believe in anything he was doing, and she just wanted to not be in the yeah. inky blackness, but then she ended up like, well, now I believe it, because if I don't, I'm going to go back to that dark room. Because when she threw herself off, she was just dead. When Sylvanas was introduced to be like, I was the jailer's pal the whole time. I remember us, like everyone, was like, she's been secretly plotting in the background. She's been putting everything 
together. But it kind of sounds like he was like, yo, stuff's going to happen, believe me or not. And she was like, I don't, but I'll help you when the time comes. And it really wasn't until Legion when the five secret signs he promised happened that she's like, okay, I'm ready to start jailering now. Yeah, so yeah, that, I feel like we need to discuss those those things because like there's a lot to talk about there. But I guess before we jump into that, I will say that like I feel like her trust slash willing to work with the jailer grew um, over time, and when she like the the Vel, the the Valkyr like took her on a little trip around the Shadowlands, and she's like, "Wow, this is really fucking unfair that the loved ones are separated." I think I think she was just mad that she got insta locked to the Maw. She was like, really? Not not even Revendreth or Maldrixels? That's another thing, though. That's another thing we can talk about is, do we think that Sylvanas at that point, which is before she burned Teldrassil, this was just like when, like right up to when she yeeted herself off of Ice Crown, do we think that she actually was destined to go to the mall, or did the Jailer intervene somehow and pull her down there to make a deal with her? Right, and that's what I was trying to talk about, um, because I feel like... We've seen Bonswamdi do this. Bonswamdi has, he was like, I have taken all of the souls of the trolls that have died that are my followers, and I have kept them in my own pieces of Shadowlands away. Like, he siphoned them away from the Maw. So, when Sylvanas dies, she throws herself from, the, throws herself from Ice Crown, falls on the Serenite Spikes, and immediately she sees blackness. Now, I don't remember what we know about Arbiter lore, but the Ar- the Arbiter takes your soul and judges you and talks to you or, or reads you and then throws you down into a place, right? Mm-hmm. But Sylvanas died and was in a black room immediately. So either she had no memory of what happened and it was instant for her, or the Jailer knew that he needed her. And the second she died, he was like, grab her soul, put her in the black room, we'll make her think she was sorted into the Maw or into nothing. And then we can trick her and use her for all of this. That's her biggest fear, is nothing. Like, he would know that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Just really quickly, another instance of somebody intervening before the Arbiter could judge where her soul was to go was that one cutscene we saw of Davos and Uther snatching up Arthas and throwing him into the mall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so we know there's like a a brief window in time that someone can go and grab a soul before the robot arbiter was like, mm, let's grab it. And who has who has access to all the Valkyr? The jailer, the easiest person who could just do it. So I'm kind of leaning towards the fact that Sylvanas was deceived the minute she died, quote unquote died. Well, she really died because there actually I can't see a good reason why she would end up in inky blackness slash. Wait, was it, was it well, even the mall? The, the only thing I could see is she did, when she was a big ghosty, do a lot of mean, heinous shit. Like, no, but like they, there, are, it, there are people who did worse. Like, the people that they showed in this book in particular were worse. Like, the leader of the bad trolls that fought with uh, Sylvanas's elves. And then even, like... Kael'thas, like, I feel like she probably would would have been destined to go to either Revendreth or possibly Maldraxxus. The leader of the bad trolls is Zul'jin, the leader of the Amani trolls. So, like, someone who's taken over territory from the High Elves. And this dude literally kills people for fun. 
like it. Like, I guess he would be an urban death because of how prideful he is, because they could get a lot of anima from him. But like at that point in her life, I don't think Sylvanas's crimes were worse than Zuljin's. It's kind of weird. I think it was to spin this unjust narrative. Yeah, I feel like the only, the the worst thing I think she had done is like get greenlit the her apothecary and her who was the dreadlord that she had as very Mathoris. Yeah, she greenlit them, like, basically making some blight to be used to take down Arthas, but she didn't intend for it to be used the way that it was at the Wrathgate either. So that, that's why I'm like, I don't really see why she should be insta-locked to the Maw. My entire thing, I didn't even think it was based on what she did as Sylvanas the Pretty Lady. If she truly was sent to the Maw, I thought it was just what she did when she was Arthas's ghost. But I'm leaning more towards what Slide Whistle is saying, where, like, she was taken to a a fake office and pranked. Yeah, I, it just makes the most sense to me. And, like, bon Swam- like the, the thing sits out in my head so strongly as him just being like, yeah, I got him in my own, you know, club over here. Like, wh- what do you mean? Can we see them? Nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, okay, shady. Oh, also fucking Odin did it for Warriors. Oh, yeah. yeah, Odin. <laughs> like, okay. like yeah. decades later, too. Yeah, so, okay, there, there's lots of interference. Um, the old Arbiter didn't really do its job very well, apparently. But I I agree that I feel like this was a setup by the Jailer from the get-go to present her and show her things that she would be really receptive to. Because I feel like the Jailer, because we're also being led to believe that the Jailer has been pulling the strings for everything that had and will happen up to the point of like you know the sword being launched into azeroth and you know the argus world's world soul being corrupted and uh, destroying the old arbiter but like so like i feel like he knows sylvanas obviously since he knew her name when she arrived i feel like he knows what makes her tick and he knows what he could say to convince her and make her think like it's her decision mm-hmm. to join him. Yeah, I mean, if anyone knows how to do that, it's this dude. He's been trapped for, we don't even know how long. Because when he reaches out to her, he's already been jailed, right? As of Wrath of the Lich King. Who knows, was he jailed the entire time? Like, the entire time of us playing World of Warcraft? Like Was he, like, jailed even before World of Warcraft, like, began, technically? It kind of sounds like it. Yeah, we don't like, really have a, like, a specific date but i was assuming that he was jailed well beyond any sentient race walking around and he had power he had such power as of wrath and he's just sitting there like waiting and biding his time with the valkyr so i mean his scope of what he can see is pretty fucking big right like he's got a large range of what he can mess with yeah so as aaron already mentioned during this meeting one of the big things that he said that eventually convinced her to be like, hey, yo, I'm going to sign up to work with the Jailer, was he's like, listen, Sylvanas, these five things will happen. Just just like out of nowhere, he's like, these are going to happen. Like, you'll trust me when these things happen, and then, like, we can work together. Do we have a list of those five things? I've literally been looking the entire time, and I, I cannot find them in the uh, book. I can't I remember the first them. two, but there some of them include, like, the world will be... He had a flowery way of saying it, like, the world's going to be impaled. The world's blood you'll find and realize it's powerful. You will have to step out of the shadows to lead. 
One is like an enemy will return. And there was something else that happened in, oh, it's it's like the world will shatter apart. Basically being yeah, like, like Deathwing. Yeah, like the sword, right? Yeah. That one, that one was a blade will pierce the heart of the world. He, he had a Deathwing one too, though, where it's like the world will split apart or something. Oh, yeah, one was just straight up a reference to the Cataclysm. So, like, yeah. Well, anyways, all these things happen, and then she's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to sign up for this now. I also do appreciate that there was a bit where she got really bummed out because she was, like, it was referencing uh, war crimes. It was like, you know, Soval said that nothing is a choice, but I'm going to choose to try and kill my sister real quick. And then when Verisa was like, actually, I don't want to die, it's like, oh, the world is against me. I couldn't even let my little baby moon die. I'm even more convinced that the world is a vampire. That is another thing throughout the course of this book that I was really confused about. I'm like, Sylvanas, you say that like nobody has choices, but I'm like, do you just not like making decisions? Do you not like having to make your own choices? So you're just saying that there's no choices? Like, you've made choices yourself in your life. Like, did you forget that or something? I mean, she's just, she's just depressed. <laughs> My girl is just sad. And that's a that's a good coping mechanism that, like every poisonous boyfriend, Zoval took advantage of. Okay, I want to go back really quick to, or not really quick. Who knows? I want to go back to those five things that you ever had because this shit is giving me huge, huge old god vibes. He has five Ilganoth whispers basically, and he says, "Watch for these five signs." And here are the signs confirmed. In order, a fiery darkness will return. You must step out of the shadows and lead. A blade will pierce the heart of the world. You shall hold the blood from the wound and sense its power. And finally, you should topple a king and shatter the sky itself. These sound just like fucking Ilganoth whispers. And at the end of the cinematic that we see, the uh, Zaval's like, there's something else coming. And this this is the same dude who was working with Sargeras and who the Dreadlord's told Sargeras that the old gods were going to be a threat and they can go crazy, but what if that wasn't a crazy threat? What if that's a legitimate thing and this is what Zobal is basically preparing for? Did he find an old god? Did he talk to an Oganoth? Okay, so that is one prediction. I am in another camp where these are just five things that the Jailer is, air quotes, predicting because he this is his plan. Like, this is the way he intended it to be, the way he has set it up to be, and if his plan were to succeed, those were the things that would happen. That That's my, like, prediction, at least. Although, it's the part that kind of pokes a hole in that is the, like, the, the war chief has to die and she has to be named the new war chief. So, like, that's the only part of it that I feel like the jailer isn't directly involved in. He didn't, I don't think. Like, well, he didn't kill Vol'jin's Vol'jin. death is... I don't, yeah, I don't know, see how he could specifically get the Legion to target Vol'jin to kill him, but he did specifically cook the books to make it where Vol'jin's spirit, spiritual guide told him to name Sylvanas. That's true. That's true. We did, we did learn that. Yeah. So like that, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, is this precognition that the Jailer has? Does he see these events are going to happen? Or as Immune said, is he making these events happen to further his goal? I I feel like it it has to be some sort of trickery. I don't think he actually is omnipotent because he failed. Like, I feel like if he 
if he knew what was going to happen, if he had a sixth sense, he wouldn't have gotten squished so thoroughly. Yeah, and I guess it isn't that crazy that he could have somehow had an infiltrator in the Legion that could target Wait, did, didn't, Vol'jin he have, didn't he have Nathrazine? Because he already had, yeah, he already had Nathrazine in there, and they were the ones that, like, tainted Argus, right? So he did, confirmed, have Nathrazine working with the Burning Legion, so I guess he could just say, go to the front lines and strike down Vol'jin. That's just weird, though, right? Because he could strike down all of them. And have more soul sent to him. I don't know. It seems bizarre that like that's the one kill the troll guy and put my lady in power. Well, like, I guess I guess it's just specifically the like you guys are jobbers. You <laughs> you'll get struck down. But as long as you get the blue guy, you'll have died for something. Like I, I feel like if he was just like kill them all, they would not have done it. But because he told them to focus their efforts, it's like okay, you got the blue one. We're good here. Yeah, and, like, they wanted to take him down because, he well, first off, he's the war chief. Second off, they have a whisper in his ear already that will say, name Sylvanas, war chief. Then they, with all of that, then the jailer is probably convinced that with Sylvanas at war chief, which we know, then he sent Melganis to talk to her, and Melganis is like, the jailer just wants you to fucking kill everyone to send a bunch of animu into the maw to further his goals. I love the interaction of, of Malganis coming in as this, like, pure-looking blood elf. And then he says, this is a pretty small room. I'm not going to have enough room for this. And she's like, for what? And then he grows to his Dreadlord size and literally scrapes the ceiling with his horns. Like, see? I told you it was too small for me. I'm like, okay, Malganis, get out of here. I, I don't know, these... These just stick out to me as old god whispers. and And, and I know it's... I, I, I want to throw a crazy Hail Mary pass far out into the fucking, what's a football term for far away from where I threw the ball from? The 40-yard line. Is that the far from where yard I am? Line. Well, I mean, where are you? You need to establish. I'm shaking his head no at me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like most of the time the 40-yard line is probably going to be somewhat close to where you are. Unless you're at your I own mean, end yeah, zone, yeah, there, maybe. There's, there's two of them, so unless you are near your 40-yard line and throwing it to the oppositions. We're, he threw the, I'm throwing this to the 1,000-yard line. That's got to be far, right? These read to me like Ogonoth whispers. What if Zoval, he can see everything. He's been talking to fucking, he's been looking at dead people's lives for God knows how long. He The man snapped on the job, which we also should get, arbiters need to be able to work from home. And this problem would be resolved, right? They made this man come to the office every day and sit there for 24 hours and sort souls. Of course he's going to go crazy. He's going to snap. They, they if, if he looked anything like the other Arbiters, they took his legs. Homeboy couldn't even move. <laughs> Someone, some Mossworn guy, or I guess just before they were Mossworn, Greg, the Kyrian, had to push him places. That's no way to live. That sucks. But, okay, so, level with me here. Imagine that he's reading somebody, right? Somebody had just died, and this person had been taken over... By the Twilight Hammers cult. If if they were afflicted with void corruption, would he be able to suss out any of the information that the void corrupted person had told the void corrupted being? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't he be able to sort out all those things as well? Yeah, he, I mean, he knows everything the person knows because he can see all their life and know their everything. So if they have privileged information, now he has privileged information. Like, there could be some kind of, like, connection to, like, the old gods from talking to, like, corrupted 
cultists or people who were afflicted by it and he could sort out because like the whole, the whole all of old god's things are they will tell you like 999 lies and one truth like they see all reality that's my favorite theater camp it. game <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to get through the the rounds but it's always a humdinger I really don't think Bethany traveled to Jupiter or Saturn, so we can roll those ones out pretty safely. <laughs> there you go. That's two out of 99,000. But, like, what if he somehow found, like, the one old god whisperer that, like, only told truths? And these are the truths he got. These, these just sound like five, five keys to open the way and three lights to light my torch window. We're also moving into a dragon expansion next, if you believe the leaks, which well, I don't know why you wouldn't. And with dragon expansions come Twilight cultist people normally. We could still easily go into corrupted dragon shit. We can also still pretty easily go into Norse Dormu finally snapping and going crazy. This could be a raid boss we have to deal with in the new dragon expansion. There's just, I feel like this really sets up like a lot of shit we could like easily move into and we'd be like, yeah. That makes sense now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that, like, in particular, this book is setting up anything for 10.0 in particular. What? I think that, like, it mainly, they pushed back its release to line up with after the epilogue of this chapter. And that's why they named it epilogue in the game, and that's why it lined up with the epilogue of this book. That's what I. That's the only reason I think that they pushed it back. I think you're wrong. This book has a lot to do with 10.0. We got a Dark Ranger Villanara name reference drop. The 100%. That's she's the one who was missing in 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 the new quest for the Dark Ranger shit that we're probably going to be getting at this point. I think there's going to be more seeds than we know that are planted. Yeah, I I just don't know if I think it's the old gods, but the, I mean, and they can always do like yes ending to the story, like. <laughs> Christy was just like, I just put Velinar in there because it's the only one I could think of. But <laughs> like 11.2, all of a sudden Velinar is like, when I went missing, I saw God's eye. And everyone's like, oh my God, they talked about that in the book. And then Christy's like, whew. You know what's funny though? They somehow like kept naming more and more Dark Rangers. They named dropped at least like two or three of them. And I'm like, I didn't know that there were this many of them. Because they were finite before she raised everybody at the Battle of Darkshore and the burning of Teldrassil, which we had confirmation she is 100% evil. I, I yeah. love that it's just like, you can't atone for this bitch because you, all these crimes you've listed, you've said they were also crimes while you were doing them. It also, I didn't know how to feel about it because this entire time I was like, that was one of the main things I was thinking, like, we will finally get inside her noggin for the burning of Teldrassil. But when it happens... She just th has some offhanded comment about, like, knowing they would soon be free when Zoval took over the world, she torched the tree and genocided the night elves. Yeah, she's like, their screams, their screams are finite, their afterlifes with their loved ones, infinite. I'm like, what? Okay, so first off, I thought, like, you said that you were dominated, and this that's why, like, this was happening. But, like, very clearly, we were, like, in her mind, and she's like... Yeah, I, I agree with the Jailer's plans now, and this is, like, the path that needs to happen. And then all of a sudden she's like, yep, just kill them all. I'm like, what? My only thing is she's retelling all this story, but she is also specifically retelling all this story prior to 9.1. So it's tough because even the, the narrator of the story is corrupted. 
like in her mind, she's like, yep, makes sense because it's before she had got her soul crystal back. Well, maybe the whole, all the, all the storylines about like her not being able to feel emotions is supposed to portray that she was subtly dominated a little bit during this. I don't oh, think she don't. was dom- dominated at all. I think this is all her just trying to, A, not be sent back to that black void that she was in initially. And I think she just was like, if I do this, I'll live a little bit longer. That's it. I'm surviving like the prey I used to hunt. That's all that I care about right now. <laughs> Fuck my zombie family. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Fuck your mother. <laughs> it's me and Nathanos. Ride or die. Well, she didn't even, at that point, she didn't even fucking care about Nathanos that much. <laughs> she just said that's she or he's her champion and he was the one person she could talk to because he kind of remembered stuff from Quelthalas, but she did not like him she was just like i remember i'm supposed to tolerate you he even gave her an out there he's like sylvanas you don't have to burn down teldrassil let's just run away for a second let's get out of here let's go back to my farm let's live in the wilderness let's like fuck on a mountain again I disagree with you guys. I think she loved him at the end. I think she, even to the end she loved him, but if she made that act, the jailer would have just killed him. Like, they would both just be dead. I think she had to push him away and ignore him, or else the jailer would have probably just used him against her. And that's probably what she wanted to avoid the whole time. Because she's going to find him again. Well, now that she's willing to admit that she can feel emotions again, I feel like a lot of it, too, is she's like, I don't feel anything besides rage, so I will not be thinking about Nathanos. <laughs> I guess yeah, I didn't I didn't really think of that. The because she was never like he's important to me. The jailer didn't be like, "Oh, sweet, I'll turn him into a cool skeleton tank when he dies." <laughs> he he was nothing, so he's just one of the soul crystals. So now eventually she'll find him and be like, "Nathanos, I'm going to put you in your other cousin's body." Yeah, I was going to say, "What body is he going to go into now?" Is he going to I mean, if you turn into I guess when you die, some t- in some cultures you get a new form. But if he becomes what his soul originally was, is he going to be the ugly human again? You know, I'm not sure, but I did think it was uh, kind of neat that the that this book did give a throwback to the other story where they were like, "Yes, we're stealing your cousin, ripping off his skin, and putting it on you." Slap it on. Yeah, there, there was there was distinctly a part when they were fucking in like chapter ten where it's like. We boned down in his family estate. His felt, smooth skin cousin Stefan walked in on us. Oh boy, that kid's skin is great. Get that smooth skin for ya. Uh, it's funny that Sylvanas, when immediately tasked with, hey, bring me the most souls you can bring me. She's like, mm, I can burn a tree down. It's like, I don't know, like... Like she, she was like, maybe we attack Stormwind first, is what she was doing with uh, Sarfang. I'm surprised she didn't just, like, just drop Blight somewhere. Like, obviously, the person, nobody would have agreed with it, but she could have done it anyway, right? I mean, she did, remember? Like, on Lordaeron. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Lordaeron, like, what is Lordaeron? You've got, like, your dead people there, and that's it. And Yeah, the yeah. army. Drop it on Stormwind. Drop it on Oribos. Drop it I'm, on... I'm trying to the, think, you know what, what, I mean? what do we think would be the highest yes. uh, density of people? Was it Teldrassil? Was there just like 50 million zillion night elves? I would have thought, because they're all long-lived, that they're like they're not having that many children. It'd probably be Stormwind. Maybe Orgrimmar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's probably one of the Horde races where they're fucking a lot. The goblins, maybe? <laughs> 
I guess I that would be. I mean, I guess also we'd have to to think here with all the displaced peoples. Who has the most? Probably Orgrimmar because okay, yeah, Orgrimmar. orcs, goblins, trolls live there now. Okay, so we're staring at this map above our uh, above our computers that has a population, and the reddest, the orangest area is Orgrimmar. What is that in Northrend? Who the fuck's up there in Northrend? No, well, that, that, that's a uh, that's elevation. These are oh. The, yeah, so the only cities that it lists here as over 1 million population are Orgrimmar, Zuldazar, Stormwind, Drop and it. that's it. Drop it on Zuldazar. You yeah. should Therabomb, Theramore bomb Zuldazar. Think about the Loa. Like, wow. They weren't even your allies at that point. You could have just gas attacked them. And, like, I mean, Rokan's going to feel weird, but they you don't know them. Yeah, and you said you don't care a million times, so why why'd you come after us, huh? Well, I did like that, like, her, her whole process was, like, you know, like, noble deaths uh, will fuel more anima into the Maw. Noble people will fight in a war. I'm gonna start a war. <laughs> Crazy ass. I like that we also got Sylvanas being like, mm, the Theramore bombing was not fair. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm glad someone's saying it because God <laughs> knows nobody else in the horde is. <laughs> she even, I, there was a brief bit where she was like, she grew tired of Garrosh. He was rude, but he was not tactically rude. He was just rude to be mean. Right. He gained nothing out of bombing them. He just turned them into ash because he's a dick. I did think that her insights into like that part of the book during like his judgment and when, when you know when he was like the the world of Azeroth v Garrosh like in court, I thought that that was interesting. Just jumping completely random here. This is funny that like, well, first of all, sorry, I'm all over the place, but I don't think we ever officially said this that this book is from the perspective of Sylvanas recounting her entire life story to Anduin, who is, as she acknowledged. A captive audience. <laughs> She's that person that tells a story to like a cashier clerk who can't leave their job, and yes, then just like, "Yeah, yes. I have you now. <laughs> Listen to it's, me." It's like the time the guy told me about the story of Devil May Cry Five at the bookstore. <laughs> I couldn't send him away because we were <laughs> slow. What was it going to be like? I'd rather stare at air, sir. Sorry, sir. We're really busy. Uh, I'm the only one here. No, the back is really busy. Trust me. But my my man Andy, he was firing back a fair amount. There was the very first part when she was talking about how cool her parents were. And it's like, and then eventually my mom died. It was so sad. I was so young, too. I was only 4,000 years old. <laughs> and he was like, 4,000 years old? I was in my mom's arms. I was I was a bitty baby boy <laughs> when my mom got hit with a brick. And then Spons was like, oh, my God, just like my parents. <gasps> Wait, you're my brother. Oh my god, you're white and you're blonde. You must be the reincarnation of my brother Lyrius. And he was like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> How long did it take you guys to realize that there was big Lyrith and Anduin relations? I'll go first. I'll just say the second she said little lord son, I was like, okay, that's little lion. That's this is a this is a, this makes sense. Oh, you know, I was way past that. I was, like, literally two-thirds, three-fourths of the way through the book, and then I was like, wait a minute. 
The reason why she always called Anduin Little Lion is because she would call her younger brother, who's a pacifist most of the time, Little Lord Sun. I'm like, they even probably look alike because of the same hair color and all of that. I'm like, damn it, Alex, how did you just figure this out now? Well, I'm even worse. I did not consider it until Anduin Rin himself was like, you're nice to me because I look like your brother. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, like yeah, and like you guys are saying, it was the same name. But when I heard Little Lion, I was like, ooh, she's being rude. And when I heard Little Lord Moon, it's like, or Little Lord Sun, it's like, ooh, she's being nice. And did not make the logical leap between them. And I like how her reaction to him drawing that conclusion, which was a valid conclusion, and she even acknowledged that it was a somewhat valid conclusion, but like what I, it's another theme throughout this book is like whenever she's called out for something, she doubles down in the opposite way very angrily. So I feel like this is just her personality, even when she was like a child, she's always like this. So I feel like that's another backdrop about why she would choose to do the things that she did, because she hated being wrong or called out for being right i don't really understand her <laughs> it's such a good insight i'm i'm really happy with this book i'm a big fan it was well written and it gave me insight into things i knew i would have preferred some new stuff although we did get one bit of new stuff at the very end oh the anduin talking to her thing that one well no in the very last epilogue it's like Sylvanas Windrunner, the special lady, sat down because she just grabbed a couple souls when all of a sudden someone in armor looked at her and she went, hey. And I don't know who that's supposed to be. It said plate armor and I was like, I she thought ain't it, no. I thought it was, I thought that was supposed to be Anduin at the end. Yeah, it was. was it? And then like it like gave a quote from him, right? I think I do, it was just, I like, in her mind. I don't know that. that he was actually there, but... Or, oh, I, th- I wonder, uh, because he did say, like, Gen, I need a lot of time to think. I need to clear my head, bust a nut in the maw somewhere. Maybe he met up with her, and he was like, I'm glad you're nice. He did say that, like, he was going to spend a little time before he headed back to Stormwind, and that Turalyon would take care of things until he returned, so I guess maybe... Yeah, because it says, uh, before Sylvanas could again stride forward into the vastness of the mall, she heard a sound, one familiar and utterly unexpected, the distinctive clank of metal armor. Hope, Anduin had told her, that's old though, right, is what you have when all other things have failed you. When there is hope, you make room for healing for all things that are possible and some that are not. That's in, like, a italicized quote, so is that like a... That's like her thinking of that quote, but, yeah. like, the, the hearing the... The armor wasn't a thought, was it? No, I guess it would make sense. It would make sense if it was Anduin. Here in my head, once again, I'm not connecting the correct synapses. I'm like, is she just seeing Dave, like the high elf paladin she once knew? And then she was just like, it's nice to see Dave. Davey. Also, we got, is this the first confirmation, finally, of what exactly the plan was in Stormheim when Gen smashed that lantern? Because we didn't know what she was doing with it officially, did we? No, we just, we, we just wanted we, to live we would, longer. Yeah, we, we always knew she had girls, and it was established, like, Ayla is the queen of the girls, so she wants to capture her. Gasha. Oh, wait. Oh, you're talking about Ayer. Ayer. Our, our Ayer, girl, the 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 big, 
What? Wait. What was the name of the big golden lady? The like the the super Valkyr. That's right. The one she was trying. That's a Ayer. Put your hands yes, in the Ayer. A Ayer. 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 And so yeah, so she she had a soul cage that she got from Helia. Which by the way, where the fuck is Helia? What the fuck is Helia been doing this expansion? Even even Nathanos was like, wait. You being a Titan Forged Watcher is working with the jailer? Huh. That's weird. <laughs> like and so she gets the soul case from Helia and she goes to capture Ayer for I assume, which is what we always assumed, was infinite Valkyr, the ability to make more to live longer. And she almost had it. We didn't know that, did we? Like she was so close to getting her? I think back in the day, that's what we assumed that she was using it for, I think. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get a progress bar, but she was like, yes, yes, yes. And then Ayer was like, no, no, no. So I would have assumed she was really close to it before the player and Gen came in. But yeah, in general, Aaron, does this book rank higher for you just because that there is a somewhat decent amount of Wargun representation? (laughs) There is mention of Genethin and Gilneas, and I did like that brief thing where it's like, I'm going to give you a vision of the future. You will lose to the Worgen. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you would have. I also really, really, really like the perspective of, of Liam Greymane's death from Sylvanas' side, because that's one of like the earliest, one of my earliest fall memories is that whole Worgen opening thing. Because I, I made my, my, my Worgen Hunter like pretty soon after my dwarf, and that was like such a crazy good like opening storyline for me to play as a new player. And I was so mad at her for like, you know, like, what the hell, this is bullshit. And to see like her reasoning behind it, which I mean, doesn't make it any better. It was just, like, cool, like, really cool to see that side of the coin. Okay, so the way I listened to that scene, did she not particularly mean to hit Liam at all? No, because he, <laughs> no. he, he jumped in front of it. He, he, she did not think that he was going to dive in front of the arrow. And she was deeply confused because it was like, you see me, I'm a big elven woman about to shoot an arrow. Why would you, frail child, jump in front? This is after she was distinctly desensitized to violence. So it it fucked her up for a second to be like, oh, I killed him. Why did I kill him? Like, he wasn't supposed to die. He was just a dude. Yeah, and then she's like, would I have jumped in front of an arrow for my father? And then she's like, probably not. <laughs> Which is fair. Her father was kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a little loser, dude. It's like he 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 he's a whiz at politics, and I was like, "No, really? Nor I hope and work cuts <laughs> his head off." And then three chapters later, I was like, "Oh, rad!" I was gonna say the sheer number of times this book meant like like Sylvanas shadily was like anytime anything political was brought up, she was like, "Ugh, this reminds me of when my father was trying to teach me about the flags of the world." Whew. I will never be a diplomat like him. Yeah, we know, lady. We fucking know. We also got a very distinct line about how time moves differently in the Shadowlands, and they talked about it quite a bit. So I I do think this furthers my prediction for 10.0 that we are going to come back to an aged Azeroth. I think it's going to we're going to be once again in the future, and we have to go back in time. We gotta fix it. Like they would not, uh, the they only, wouldn't have to do that the, for nothing. Yes, it just stinks because I do think it's a cool idea to have a changed Azeroth. 
But if we have to go back to fix it, people are going to bellyache because time travel stories are, quote, never interesting, even if they could be, but... Ugh. As long as we keep the time traveling to just, like, restoring Azeroth to the way we knew it, I think it'll be okay. But if they start to be like, we're going to go all the way back to classic and then, like, change, like, crazy shit... I think people are going to hop off there. If we keep it simple, I think we can do it. I think we can use time travel again as a basis. I don't even know if they need to do that. If it's only like 20 years, I feel like they can just be like, well, we'll just fix whatever was broken and move on. That would be I mean, God, God forbid. I, I learned today every race other than orcs and humans is like infinitely long lived. You could just look at Moira and be like, yeah, it's been 30 years. And she looks exactly the same because dwarves can live till they're 200. Speaking of that, that child should be at least a teen now, right? Speaking of that, we got a Moira reference in the book. And I was like, my son will rule the Dark Iron and all of its entities. I'm like, yes, bitch, go off, Moira. <sighs> what, did, what did she do? Uh, I, I less so what she did and more so about how Sylvanas was observing her and her big space buns. Yeah, she, li- uh, okay, I was walking down the oh, stairs at work yeah. and she was it like. Was at, it was at the Dalaran meeting. Yeah, she was like a, a dwarven lady with big red buns. And I'm like, is that fucking Moira, baby? <laughs> because, yeah, because Moira tried to lead like a revolt to take over the Dark Iron Clan and Varian was like, I'm going to cut her head off. <laughs> Yeah, I read that. I think that... Oh, no, that was in... I'm gonna skull uh, fucker. That was in The Shattering, yeah. She was like, you're gonna stay here. And then he dressed up like a ninja, and he cut, like, her cousin's throat. And she was like, I am not prepared for this. She was literally, <laughs> she was literally in his jammies, and he was in a, ni- in a ninja outfit. And he was like, if you ever do this again, I will fucking destroy you. And that's why the Council of Three Hammers does nothing. They're like, I think we should go outside today. And Moira's like, never again. He'll, he'll bring out the black jammies. That's gonna be like the, one of my top five summaries of some of an event happening of all time. I I just I, I read I read this three years ago, like three summers ago. I distinctly remember she was in her pajamas. She had a big ponytail, and he showed up out of nowhere in literal ninja clothing, black skin tight leather, and he was like, "I'm gonna kill you." And it was like, Dad, what the fuck's going on, man? <laughs> like, we need to have a talk. Why do you have a ninja suit? I'm super stealthy, son. My pirate one was in the wash. Because <laughs> pirates are better than ninjas. <gasps> Dad, no. Any other book thoughts? Any other book thoughts we got? There's got to be more book thoughts. There are. I feel like we touched on a lot of them. I feel like the one interesting thing to close it out was that Sylvanas, now that she's full of mind, is like... I can find Nathanos' soul and we'll be reunited as we always should be. I'm like, okay, well, there's like the at least, I don't know, like a hundred thousand other at least night elf souls that you banished here that you'll need to find first. So even she said she knew it was futile. She knew it would take forever. But you know, she's going to find Nathanos and he's going to like get all the souls for her while she drinks her martini and chills on the rocks next to Borga. <laughs> Can you Borgeth? imagine if she learned, she learned nothing from this? Like she was like, oh my God, Sylvanas, it's, or Nathanos, it's so nice to see you. It's like, finally we can be together it's like oh my god yes by the way can you help me move these rocks and he's just going while she's just like "Mm, i'm gonna go sit and talk with venari now i'm just gonna go chill okay you know what can we talk about how 
it must feel, because obviously we three don't experience this, we're Alliance players, we hate Sylvanas, we think this is a good punishment for her. How does it feel to be a Horde player reading this book and being an undead player and being like, holy shit, she literally just used me and if I'm not a loyalist, she doesn't care about me. Or even if you are a loyalist, she doesn't really care about you. I mean, like, th I feel like this book portrays her in a worse light, I feel like, than what we, we were already presented with. She straight up said, I don't give a shit about the Horde. They're just tools to me. I don't give a shit about the Forsaken. They're just tools to me. I, at some point, she was like, Nathanos is just here to help me. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, also, also during this book, I completely forgot about, like, the from the other recent book, whichever one it was, where they had the gathering. Was it Before the Storm? Yes. Um, And they described that again here, too. I was like, yeah, I completely forgot about how bad that was. That was, that was pretty bad. She's just straight up killing her own people. But Yeah, she she had Nathanos murking, like, people who frowned at the public meeting. Oh, my God, like, you'll, yeah. You'll, you'll probably notice we came back with f 15 less people, but we did come back with this lady who's frowning. And then everyone was, like, cheering for her. And there was four or five dissenters, and she's like, psst, Nathanos, just stab them. That was so fucked. She's giving his speech, like, I'm identifying my political enemies to have them executed. Like, what? Like, the undead? <sighs> Honestly, I the undead are kind of dumb. That's how they kind of come off. They're just, like, they're so loyal because, like, she resurrected them and she took care of them. But she did nothing she actually did nothing to take care of them other than be like you will live in undercity and that's it like you can't leave but i also will say this book was another mention of kalia and like all the other books mention her she's been in the storyline she's been present through all of the shadowlands even though we've never requested with her but she's been there so i feel like she's going to be used in the future and something's going to happen with that i love how she was like and do you know who it was Undead people who I saw, Kalia, wait for it, wait for it, <laughs> Menethil! Boo! Boo. <laughs> I was like, damn, she can work She can work a fucking crowd so well, this fucking heel. <laughs> Ooh, she's good on the mic. She did that thing where she holds the mic to the audience and, like, cups her hand next to her ear so she can really hear it. <laughs> she was fucking being like, and I'm here in the... Undercity! And everyone just <sighs> cheered like crazy. <laughs> you know what I had earlier today? A slime pie! And everyone's like, <gasps> oh, we, love, we love slime pies! Our favorite dessert slime pies! But you know, you know, you, you actually though, it's like, it's like a concert that she's having that's actually in Brill as opposed to like Undercity, but she's still calling it <laughs> Undercity. <laughs> Also, fuck it, she's in Western Plaguelands being like, it's Western so nice Plague to be in Lauderum. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, technically, yeah. Woo! Also, Aaron, I don't know if you knew this or not, Scott Steiner got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and usually at the Hall of Fame ceremonies, they let them talk. I have not watched the ceremony, but I can only imagine Scott Steiner was saying Sylvanas-esque things on the stage <laughs> in front of everybody to see. Okay, I have a book thought. Uh, it really tickled me that Sylvanas did not want to talk to Anduin about that time. She got blown up by a shotgun by the Gilnean zombie guys. Who can blame her for that? That's, that's the kind of her most <laughs> embarrassing death. 
of her like six or seven she's the many banana peels she slipped on that is definitely the silliest one where she was just like it's great to have you be zombies and then turned around got blown up got brought back like oh my god they weren't nice zombies <laughs> I, I would I'd leave that one out too honestly although she did like tell him things where i'm like why exactly are you telling anduin these things yeah there were some parts of the narrative where like it, we appreciate it as the reader but <laughs> like it's just weird to tell anduin like i cast myself off and i super fucking dinked myself off the serenite spikes I th- I think a lot of that was to try to get him to open up. Be like, Look at me, I'm being an open, honest human being. Don't you like that? This is what the jailer can give you. I'm being genuine. If I was trying to be cool, I wouldn't tell you about how the spikes speared my tum-tum and I shit myself. I cried for three hours. I told you that. I'm very open. I wouldn't tell you about how I embarrassed myself by saying such rude things about Kael'thas when I heard rumors about how he was planning on courting me. Uh, okay, I love how she described Dalaran as, hmm, this is pompous, like Kael'thas. No wonder he liked living here. And I'm like, oh, bitch, Shade Queen right now. Let's go. I, but, God. There's just so much, like, many things like that, like her dialogue to talk about, because we, we never get this, like... He, human quote-unquote of a sylvanas right it's always like i am a dark lady i don't like you and i mean and it's like i have emotions i have feelings i have thoughts in this book and i'm like i i guess i see why it's called sylvanas you know like not 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 a fun name it's just sylvanas which the only other book to be called like this is arthas by the way right which is like the name only like not like a fun book name we'll just forget well, actually, there's I, Illidan, it, it, right? Illidan. There, there's Illidan, and there's also a Thrall. Oh, that's Thrall, what of, whatever of the aspects. They're really good at sticking with their theming, though, because, I mean, obviously, Illidan, Sylvanas, Arthas, it's just what happens to them and nothing else, like, really, you know what I mean? It, 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 that's pretty cool. Who's the next person you think that's going to get a book that's just name only? Anduin? If he goes to the space war thing that, like, we've seen in the comics, maybe? Uh, Zeddy Villain? We're not getting a Velen book. Velen is not doing... Velen is retired. The Velen book would be really... It'd be, like, the opposite of this one. It'd be really interesting at the beginning when he's doing all his stuff. And then in the middle and the end, he'd be like, And we freed my people. And then I sat on Varian's couch and stared up at the wall for many, many years. I Okay, you know what? I take that back. I think a book from his perspective would be good if... They got the voice actor to read the audiobook because I know they would have to include a Rakish line in there. And he'd be like, Rakish, my son, don't hit him. We'd finally maybe get Rakish's real name. If it was his book, it'd be like, my son, whatever. My son, Velen Jr. You forgot <gasps> that name? He was just pulling a Sylvanas on us and not telling us that he actually named him after himself. What if he was like, my son, Nathanos Meris? (gasps) What? My son, smooth skin Stefan Maris. (laughs) If anything happened to him, I'd be so irate. I loved the second, the the minute they mentioned Stefan, I was like, Oh, no. But, like, they baited it, like, three times before it was, like, and now he's been skinned. (laughs) Oh, no. 
They didn't ever. They didn't go into any details. They they just mentioned. They're like Sylvanas is like, oh, Nathanos's cheekbones, they're like not the same. He needs a little Botox or something. And then like two chapters later, they're like, uh, Sylvanas is like, Nathanos is. I was gonna say hot, but like, ugly again. He's handsome, ugly. I guess he doesn't inherently His have to be face. ugly because now he's got Stefan's bod, and maybe maybe she saw Stefan. When he was a, a fit adult, she was like, oh my god, he's hot, he's hot. How did he come from the same family as you, you ugly piece of shit? Which is weird, because she saw him when he was, like, a kid. So, like, why was that her... You know what I mean? Well, that's weird that that was her first thought. Like, this kid would go up to be hot. Mm. I also thought it was funny when, um... Th- there was this whole scene, like, where she was trying to convert, like, Nathanos from Scourge to just normal Forsaken, where he had control of himself again. And at the end of it, um, they were kind of reminiscing about their former romance, and Nathanos was like, well, I'm even uglier now, so I'm probably even more appealing to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad that I- I'm mad that it made me like him. I'm pissed. I also briefly, like, I know we're almost done, but the the, the Legion stuff. With her and Varian, and how by the end of Varian's life, she legitimately respected him as mm-hmm. an ally and adversary. And she, even she admitted that she had to make the choice of betraying her only ally. That was the quote. Her only her only ally is Varian? Or sticking with the Horde and keeping them alive and not getting in trouble. Like, that was crazy. She literally, she was like, mm, maybe I will not blow this horn. Maybe they all will die. And Varian will live. And I'm like, whoa. Like, that's, that she, she totally, by the end, respected him. And I was shocked by that, honestly. A lot of people have said that, and, uh, or inferred that. And, like, I feel like this is 100% confirmation, obviously, because it's from her perspective. But, like, also this entire novel just showed that she fully does respect Anduin, too. And I feel like that that is probably why she's telling him all this. Because she actually wanted him to work with her and the jailer. And she wanted him to know how she felt about his dad. I think this is going to have to be our first DNR walk back because we said a lot of things about her betraying Varian. Because to be fair, the Alliance never got a quest that was like, we had to leave, we're being overrun. I never believed that. The minute that it came out, you know what I mean? I was we like, did I don't see the that. We did see the cutscene. If you played the horde that she was like, we're being over." I believe she literally screams, we're being overrun. Yeah, but, she but, I, but I'm but I'm not going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Right. If I was pure blood alliance, I would have never known about that. Exactly. Like, how do we know? And now we officially know. So now I can officially say, Sylvanas, thank you for believing in our true king, Varian Wren, who would have smoked your ass at the end of Mop if he had the goddamn balls to finish you off. Think about this. If he would have killed the Horde at the end of Mop in Garrosh's chamber... We'd be free, baby. We'd have no problems. God, We'd that be- would have been such Ugh. a rude scene if he had struck. If if he had if Thrall struck down Garrosh and was like, "It's done," and he's like, "No, the fuck, it's not." Like, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He's causing beef. Battle for Azeroth ten years earlier. <laughs> the battle for Azeroth is just in that room. You just get ten assholes throwing spells at each other. Battle for that one room in Pandaria. Which is which is in Ogremar, so you would have taken out all the people, <laughs> and then all the alliance guys come out, and they were like, "Orcs, leave, pack your bags, get through the portal again." Oh, but I just I just paid off my mortgage. Get the leave. fuck out. 
Okay, that was a big book discussion, which took up approximately longer than we thought it would, or about the same time we thought it would. No, I th- I thought it would be the entirety of it. I was thinking we're going f- we're going for an hour and a half. I mean, like we're kind of approaching it. Like I could keep going, but we have a bonus app to record, baby. Okay, but now let's do our top two, bottom boot, medium moot. Aaron, I know you are ready to go. Yes, and it's such a shame because this was a a good week of good things that I will probably talk about more, I guess, next week or just in general. But this week, I have a supreme bottom boot. 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 To coincide with speaking of Sylvanas the novel, we'll speak of the tragedy of Sylvanas the Nendroid figure. So Blizzard had a pre-order on Nendroids, which are little Japanese-made like figurines. You can the thing is you can pose them, so they look different than standard statues. But I pre-ordered it from them last July, and the other day I was looking at my finances and I saw Blizzard had refunded me sixty-five dollars, and I was like, "Huh, interesting." And I go and I check. They had just canceled my order. And granted, they did pay me the money, but for people who don't know, Good Smile, the company, you can pre-order, but you cannot like buy from them. And they're very bad at selling it third party. So if you get your pre-order canceled by Blizzard, you're going to have a really tough time actually getting the thing. Was there a way to order this directly through them, or do you did you need to work through Blizzard? You had to, to my knowledge, you had to go through Blizzard. Like, if you were to go to Good Smile, they were like, oh, here's the link to pre-order it, Blizzard.com, like the gear store. But what happened, what had happened was, because the gear store switched retailers from Fanatics, Fanatics just canceled everything that was going through, and then... just completely divorced themselves of blizzard stuff and blizzard divorcing themselves of fanatics they had no understanding of it so i emailed both and both of them were like oh sorry can't help so like i got my money back but it stunk i had to go to a another retailer luckily that let me pre-order it but i'm just like it just i was fighting for my girl savannah it was like it's just savannah's man you're like, I don't even particularly care about it, but I paid for it, and now I want it. Yeah, I want it. It's cool. And also, I want to support Warcraft ones, because they went absolutely buck wild with Overwatch, and I want them to give, wow, that kind of heat. Man, I didn't know Aaron was secretly uh, forsaken by supporting the Dark Lady with this purchase. Oh, you know, Skeletra, I'm spinning her up again. Hey, Homozygous is ready to go if you're ready to get out there in the undead trenches, <laughs> let's baby. Get some, uh, let's get some rice kitchen, sit in the undercity, and just spam dungeons and hate ourselves for it. It's 16 hours of pain, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but immunization, what is your TT, BBMM? Well, I got myself a top two. And it basically is just the fact that I don't know what happened. I don't know who replaced these people in Raid this week. But we blew it up. We, like, super cleared through normal. Our second night, we pretty promptly, but not too promptly, because Aaron was not able to make it until, like, 40 minutes later, (laughs) killed the Jailer on normal. And then we killed two bosses on Heroic as well. So I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like this is the best that we've felt for a while. It's just a good feel. Honestly, we were close to being three at three out of eleven heroic too. We had like a really, really low Zymox pull, 
but we'll we'll get that next week. We'll probably also get sausage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not worried. I, I feel I feel like we're doing good right now. But yeah, uh, slide whistle. What you got? I got me a top two. Mythic Plus has been so fun. The fact that like after raid, so normally when raid ends, which is like eleven fifteen central time, I am like I gotta go to fucking sleep. We, I've been foolish and have been running a key after every raid night with Pablo Myth and Ahoy. And I'm like, why? I, I, I'm going to bed at 12.30. I have to get up at 5 in the morning. What am I doing? It's like four and a half hours of sleep. But it's because <laughs> keys are so fun. <laughs> they, they, they have been fun lately. And we're getting there. I know Ahoy just got his Keystone Master. The rest of us are getting close. So. I'm at like 2,400. Like, we're, we're going at a pretty slow pace. And the slow pace being, like, we do, like, a key, like, a night, maybe. Like, one. I know people are out there pumping, like, 10 keys in a day. And I'm like, I ain't got time to sit here for that long. I wish I could. Yeah, but, like, compared to, like, the way that we've done it the last two seasons, we're way ahead now, though, like... We're, we're, we're definitely doing better than we have in the past seasons. Yeah, we're like 500 points away from getting the uh, new Mythic Plus mount. And I'm like, it's been like, th- what, like a month? Not even a month yet? We're, I think we're only 100 away, by the way. I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna put in a double top toot, toot, the second toot, because <laughs> I was doing war mode again for the first time in forever. Yeah, if, yeah. if you have not been able to finish your Patty's quest in a reasonable amount of time, let me tell you, all you have to do is turn on war mode, go to Orbos, pick up your proto thread quest from the PvP vendor, you go out to fucking Xerath Mortis, and you go loot treasures, you loot mobs, you loot some rares, honestly, mostly treasures, and you will get, like, 40% of your, of your St. Patty's bar filled. I was, I did not understand. I was at 63% on my Patty's bar. I did this quest and against overwhelming odds, which by the way, overwhelming odds gives you no benefit to the quest. So if you want that, don't do overwhelming odds. And I got, like, I completed it from 63% for doing one quest. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I guess it's harder to do this if you're in war mode because you're always dying. But like the payoff is way, way, way worth it. This was also a Dark Moon Fair week, though, so I had my buff on, and I was doing all the world quests, so I would have died a lot and lost my buff, which I probably would have been mad about. <laughs> I, mm, I bought, I did Dark Moon mini games, the pet battle games. <gasps> I have to do this today to get tickets to buy the Dark Moon top hats, so I could go out there Mortis and do my shit because you were getting two hundred rep per world quest with the with the weekly and the top hat or the Dark Moon Fair buff. I spun in to Zareth Mortis, and I walked away with my computer to get some water, and I came back, and a guardian horde druid was killing me. And I'm like, my Dark Moon Fair buff is going to fall off. I had 55 minutes on it, and he killed me. I had to run my attack to fucking Stormwind, get a new goddamn buff from the Dark Moon Fair, and come back. I killed so many horde <laughs> after I finished in retaliation. This bear druid caused a war to break out in that portal room, and it's his fucking fault. Calm down, Sylvanas. I did it for my kin. For Lyrith. <laughs> my <Yeah>. baby moon. <laughs> my little lord son. I also... I, okay, how do you think little lord son is spelled immune? Is it son as in the son or son as in a son son? Like a father-son? A father son? 
like the thing in the sky. I thought it was son, as in like boy of a father. <laughs> My little lord brother. Because like I was like, oh, little lord son. He's the first boy out of three girls. Like, oh we... yeah, because you weren't reading it. Right, you were listening to it. Yeah, it's yeah. They're they're suns and moons based on their hair. Well, like when I read it finally at the end, I was like, "Oh my god, it's S U N," because he's a high elf. That makes that makes that makes blonde hair. That makes so much sense. Reading reading is so much better than audiobooks. Like whenever I read that last like section, I was like, "This, ugh!" Like I can I can tell what's happening at a faster pace. I I just needed to listen to it at like one point four speed to get it done in time for this podcast. So that's why I did that. <laughs> Well, we're giving our thanks to our little Lord Sons and little Lady Moons, specifically friend of the pod, Tajerla, fourth host of the podcast, Your Monkey, Ahoy Vince, a.k.a. Nathanos killed himself to see Sylvanas, and she will more than likely now pick up the phone. Ooh. Instinct slash Drag Race, Crucifix, Saracen Hawk, Adorno Blablorn Blow, Gershom, who says she knows flesh light and you're flesh late. Hoax, asking Growlina to say, for the horde. Vandalile, who asks that you check out ProjectHope.org and support any of the worthwhile causes they are raising funds for. And Will, a.k.a. Tire, Trade Chat's Fallen Father. I almost put up my drink at Adorno Blablorno. <laughs> with that, we're out of here. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, send it to us at DoNotRelentPod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter at DoNotRelentPod. Join our Discord, talk with us, see our memes at do not relent.com. Hit that accept link and hop on in here, bitch. We're missing you, little Lord Lady Sons. What about you guys? Where are you at? Uh, you can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at New Era Alex. You could follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at do not relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. Read the show's literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. See me play Vigigrams on twitch.tv. And you can catch me at the Maris Farmstead, lazily gazing into the day. Dude. <laughs> Show me your undead dick. Uh, see you it's guys. It's over there. It fell off. And remember. Another down. Do not relent. Do not relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network. Representing U.S. Proudmoore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>